You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Hey, people, this is my mom's show where she talks about us. We give her the things that we give y'all the show. (laughs) Get Cody, here you come. Good morning. Welcome to Cozy Moon Podcast. My name is Shan, Mama of the Girls. Welcome to the show. Today is a good one, a um, heavy one, but a episode that requires understanding right and so today I wanted to talk about the various the talks brown parents have with their children regarding society and how they're seen how they're treated and how they will be talked to or uh, disciplined and I think all parents have this idea of you know I have to prepare myself for having the talk with my child and when people say the talk quote unquote it's more so pertaining to talking about drugs or sex or um violence or um gun the gun conversation about not to touch the guns or not to carry guns and weapons and also uh being aware of their surroundings but when it comes to brown skin children and the reason why I'm not saying black is because when quote unquote black kids are treated a certain way, that doesn't mean if a Middle Eastern family moves into a predominantly white area that they're not going to be treating treated secondary. It doesn't mean a Hispanic family that moves into a predominantly different ethnicity area won't be treated differently 
So let's talk about brown skin children. Throughout the episode, with talking about the various talks, I will um, say, quote unquote, black, because the children I have are seen as black in the United States. So that's why I will say it. But for the most part, I'm talking about the conversations and discussions brown parents have to have with their brown children living in America. And there's 10 different talks that we do. And I want to talk about it. I want to discuss it. And I want people to listen and get understanding. All right. All right. Please put in your headphones. I don't want to be an HR issue for you. Um, Please remove the children if you haven't had any of these important talks with them. And at the end of this episode, just think about it. Um, question it, talk to your spouse about it, talk to your kids' moms, fathers about it, um, talk to your parents about it, talk to someone who's dealing with kids on a daily basis about it so they can get understanding and enlightenment. Either way, I appreciate you guys for listening. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Talk one, the skin talk. Let me say this. If you are a parent perpetuating you don't see color, this may be a hard episode for you to comprehend. But I'm not going to water it down for you either, okay? Babies see the color red for the first time at around three to five months, right? By age one, children see color. Kids also see how and they feel the animosity people give to other children, the animosity children give to other children and what they get from it. Kids peep how other children are treated, what they look like, how the people who treat them look. And over time, children will understand basic racism, basic prejudice. Okay, children are not colorblind. Eventually, your child will see that 
Their hair is a problem. Their skin is a problem. Their clothes are a problem. The way, they, the way that they speak is a problem, okay? Children's minds grow by sorting and categorizing things, items, and people. So let's stop acting like children are clueless when it comes to skin prejudice and skin hate and children just don't wake up one day and say I don't want to like you because of your skin it is taught it is ignored and it is something that is spewed from the household from the family from the community okay I tell my kids honestly people will hate you just because people will not like you because of your skin because of your hair, because of your lips, because of the way you talk, and there's nothing you'll be able to do about it. That is not your problem. There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with your hair. There's nothing wrong with the way that you talk. And most of the time, when people do hate you because of your skin and the way your hair is and the way your eyes are and the way that you speak is because they hate that they love it. Now let's get into the second talk. Talk two. The only black one talk. When the darker skinned people are singled out, subconsciously racism begins to happen with authority faster than kids, okay? Standing your ground and standing up into what, you know, your parents taught you and standing up for yourself starts to be looked at as you being defiant, um, wrong, and you're the problem. Sending your darker skin toned child to an all white school will not always be a smart idea if teachers, authority, and other kids are ignorant to the differences in culture, the differences in looks, the differences in approach. Okay? The racism jokes, the touching of the hair, the assumption that you speak like an quote unquote African because you're quote unquote black or you look like them or on TV or on cartoons. That's how they look. They smell funny. Uh, They wear certain things that we don't understand. So we make fun of it. Your child is going to go to a school that is supposed to be quote unquote better for them education wise. That's supposed to provide quote unquote better opportunities for them and be quote unquote safer physically, but mentally every day. It's exhausting mentally for your child to go to a school that's predominantly white or of another culture. They feel singled out and you expect them to learn through that. You expect them to create bonds there. You expect them to be their full selves there. And that doesn't make any sense. Now, I'm not saying all schools that are predominantly white put a bad taste and children's mouths who are brown, but I'm just saying the probability of that child being fully confident and happy in who they are every day going to that school is very low, okay? When you have ignorant children who are not exposed to different cultures and ethnicities, the black one teaching my kids Uh, how to handle themselves is very important, okay? How to have confidence in a classroom at lunch on the playground is very important. Um, Teaching my children and my daughters each week that 
They need to be prepared for this nasty treatment, this rude treatment. Someone paying them a compliment verbally, but it's um is undermined racism of why they say what they say, how they say it. You know, that's very important. So it's not that you want to send your child outside your home into society with negativity on the brain, but you do want to prepare them for everybody is not going to like you. Every You can't be nice to everybody and you're going to have to reserve some of your goodness for people who deserve it. Talk three. Today's episode has been brought to you by Lulu.com, which is pushing out and publishing my book. What book you say? I made a podcast journal for podcasters to jot down their thoughts, get their shows together, and find their flow. It's on Lulu.com and it's called The Podcast Journal. Order yours today and get started with your great podcast. I want to hear it. We want to hear it. Now back to the show. Talk three. Talk three. Always do the right thing talk, okay? This one frustrates me and boils my blood. Doing the right thing as a black child means no matter how mean people are, how wrong people are, you have to not attack or respond in defense. Hold in your anger and do not make a scene because they assume that you're going to make a scene. And when you do get angry, they're going to point to you and tell you that you are the wrong one. You are the one that started it and you are the problem. All the while, other children can show emotion, act in defense, and we can tell our kids to be brave, but not when they're faced with judgment, not when they're faced with hate from a different skin color, you know, for them just being kids, right? It's a form of bullying is what it is. Doing the right thing for a black child won't always get you the respect you deserve. Doing the right thing when people did you wrong is a heavy burden to carry while you need to learn and be a kid. Always feeling watched or judged makes you want to hide everything you truly feel. And it is the start of code switching. It is the start of children growing up and having multiple personalities and a side of them that a lot of people won't be able to see because they've grown up to learn to mask and hold back a part of who they are. Okay? That's what happens when you always have to remind your black children to hold back, do the right thing, even though everybody else around them is doing wrong. It's toxic. Talk four. Talk four is we are already despised talk. Now this, <laughs> oh my gosh, this is rough. Um, and it's hard to teach confidence after you have this conversation. Too many people say racism isn't the issue. That's not what killed George Floyd. Blackness being a weapon then. And I think it's both, right? Micaiah Bryant was killed by police. Anthony J. Thompson Jr. was killed by police. Adam Toledo killed by police, etc., etc., okay? 
Black children are six times more likely to be shot to death compared to other ethnicities. And that is just the truth. The truth is in the numbers, okay? The truth is in our communities. The truth is in our news. I'm tired of it. The attitudes of white supremacy is in our authority, schools, and businesses. So our children can still feel less than and okay with just being okay in society not good not great not better but under someone's foot okay under somebody's watch all the time as soon as society confesses that they've done black people wrong and weaponized it in 2022 our children will be less despised by neighbors for playing for going to class for reading in the library for driving a nice car for wearing hoodies, and etc. So let's be fair. Do not try to record with a milk dud in your mouth. Lesson one. <laughs> Thank you guys for checking out the show. This is Cozy Womb Podcast. If you would like to support the podcast, you can also shop at Cozy Womb Shop with Teespring or Mama's Cozy Closet that gives great, comfortable merch for mamas all around the world. I appreciate you. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for following. And if you would like to donate straight to Red Circle, you can down below in the show notes. Thank you. Let's continue the show. Here we go. Back to the show. Back to the show. Talk five, the hair talk. Now, I've done an episode on... um, (laughs) talking about hair and the products I use in my girl's hair uh, is three women, well, three girls in the house, myself and my two daughters, right? Eventually it will be three women. And the hair talk is mostly reminding my children that there's nothing wrong with them. There's nothing wrong with their hair. It's beautiful. Love it. Nurture it. This is how you take care of it, right? Black kinky curls, big froze, naturalness was and still is weaponized. Yes, natural looks when it comes to hair are being welcomed more, but locks in hair was just accepted in more workplaces as being professional up to two years ago. My daughters both have curly natural hair, but straight hair kids and adults get marked as beautiful on IG, magazines, TV, YouTube, and TikTok. So if our children are watching these things all the time, they're going to get in their minds that an idea that this is what the beauty standard is, that this is what acceptable is. How I look in the mirror is not what I see on these videos getting these views. How I look in the mirror is not what I see on magazines. And so it's very important for you to surround your children with people that look like them, like similar things, dress in a similar way, speak with a similar cadence. Because if you don't, your children are naturally going to duplicate what they hear, see, and uh, think compared to whoever they're around mostly. So when you are dealing with the fact that your child is being bullied for how they look and their skin or their hair, remember, children only duplicate what they're around on a, on a 
common basis. So if that child is spewing out this much hate, could you imagine how much hate is going on in their homes, in their car rides, in their communities? Think about it. Talk six, the body awareness talk. Especially if you got girls. Have you taught your kids that there was a human zoo for black people in the United States and their bodies were made fun of? And here we are years later and other ethnicities are plumping up their lips to make them bigger. But they once made fun of black people for having big lips. Plumping up their their thighs to be bigger, their butts to be bigger, their breasts to be bigger. Our bodies were bigger and round in certain areas and more plump in certain areas because genetically that is who we are. Not because we fix ourselves to be so or went to the best surgeon to be so. It is naturally who we are. So after decades and decades of being told that was ugly and you should cover that and we're going to put it in a zoo and throw tomatoes and trash at it and make you feel bad about it. We are in 2022 and that is the latest thing that all women of different ethnicities try to do to their bodies, sculpt their bodies look like us, talk like us, wear their hair like us, but we're still struggling to get certain natural hairstyles accepted by quote-unquote professional corporate spaces. In slave times, plantation owners use our babies as bait for alligators. Have you told your child that? Of course you didn't, but those are the facts, okay? I am aware of today's clothes and how today's clothes for kids are cut to make our children look older than they are, tighter. Like, why do little girls need skinny jeans? Why do little girls need uh, deeper cut uh, tops? Why does it have to be tighter? Why is it so clingy? Why is there so much spandex being used for little girls' clothes? What's wrong with loose pants? What's wrong with loose tops? What's wrong with jet dresses that come to the knees and not the mid-thigh? Why is there a halter top for a baby? Why is there bikini tops and things for children? Why is this here? Why is that here? You know, there's reasons for it. They are programming our children to be adults earlier than they need to. And as a parent, it takes me a while to shop certain places for my daughters. I have to be super picky about what I buy them, where I shop for them, and does this come off as my child is eight years old or does this come off as my child is a preteen? Okay? I deal with that every time I have to go shopping for them. It's something we have to be aware of. Uh, Parents of sons, you have to be aware of, can my child wear this hoodie? If my child wears this hoodie, do they look like a criminal or do they look like a kid? So I'm sure you are picking tops with kid characters on it. Underwear with kid characters on it 
bright clothes, not dark clothes. Because when you wear dark clothes as a black boy or girl, they look at you as you look like you're up to something. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. What I put on my children's quote-unquote black bodies, I have to be very picky about. I have to make sure they look like kids and what they're wearing is not quote-unquote doing too much. So I do have to have the body awareness talk. And don't get me started on when what I'm going to have to say when my daughters start wearing training bras. Because I'm not ready. Talk 7. The good family talk. What is a good family? The good family versus you talk is what I'm talking about. Okay. The idea of a good family is another talk that unfortunately, yes, we have to have with our brown children. The idea of a kid coming from a good family has gotten multiple child murderers freed tapped on the wrist with probation after killing multiple people, after having multiple crimes done behind their name. When they post pictures of these children, these teens who have committed so many crimes, it's usually a nice, bring us the nicest photo you have of your kid. But when it's a black child, girl or boy, that is underwatched by authority, they're finding the most judgmental, negative picture they can find of that kid if they post it. Okay? The idea of a good family in the United States is a husband, wife, children household. A nice house was deemed by them as being a nice house. A white picket fence. Cars, a dog, pure happiness is what you think when you think of a good family, a quote-unquote good neighborhood. That's a good family if you live in the United States. And if that's not what your household looks like or is interpreted as, you are not that. If you are not white, it is negativity waiting to happen for you and your family. You as a dark-skinned parent with your brown children, you will be questioned indirectly if you can obtain this type of lifestyle. Do you live here when your kids play in the neighborhood that you do live in? What do you do in life to afford this car? Show me everything as paperwork for this car. Show me more than once that you can afford this car. Show me all of your documentation. Show me how you can afford this house. Show me that you can afford this bag. Show me that you can afford this dinner. How does your parents afford to be able to do the same thing that I can do for my kids? It's like you're constantly questioned about being enough. 
the audacity for you to be next to me, the audacity for your child to be able to sit here is always under question when society is looking at the good family versus you. The family will always be questioned because in 2022, being able as a black family, as a brown family is still not legally accepted by other ethnicities, whether it's authority or whether it's just the people that live in your neighborhood. And that is the reality. And that is why I have to have the talk of people possibly judging my children for living where we live, being able to drive what I drive, being able to eat the places that I can eat. It's not just business that they ask these questions. It's not just for safety that these ask these questions. It's not just a common concern that you are questioned. It's because your blackness tells them that you deserve to be questioned. Talk eight, being okay with not being picked talk. (laughs) I told my eight-year-old yesterday when we were um, going to the store because um, she kept asking her four-year-old sister, you know, ask your dad if I could come to your house. Ask your dad if I could come to your house. She's been asking that since, I want to say, two years now. And the way that her dad's household is, is it's her dad, her sister's dad, her sister sometimes. Her sister has an older sister from her dad and his girlfriend. He lives with his girlfriend. And then um, his girlfriend has an older son that is not biologically his. But he doesn't live there anymore. But... Because her her sister's dad and I created her sister while he's still in a relationship with his girlfriend. It's one of those things where I guess he feels like, oh, my girlfriend already accepted my kid. You know, you would need to talk to my girlfriend to be able to accept your daughter coming over here also. And it's just one of those things that I'm just like, if that girl that is your girlfriend that you don't respect is not your wife, I'm not talking to your girlfriend about anything. Because you as a man can speak up if you want her sister to sometimes come by so they can play or whatever. I'm not asking your girlfriend anything. Because you're giving your girlfriend wife-like rights to have a say-so about your daughter's sister. And I'm not playing that type of house at my house. (laughs) Okay, so I have to have this discussion uh, with my eight-year-old about not begging to be in places where people don't want you. Um, I told my eight-year-old, you cannot make people want you around in an honest way if they don't want you around. You cannot buy good friends ever in life. 
some adults don't understand this. If it ain't real, then don't be mad that you're not a part of it. If it's not real, you don't need it. And I tell my children this, period, because that's honest. But when you have brown-skinned children, they probably will go through not being picked on the playground to be played with. They will probably go through not being picked to, um, you know, play first or be a part of uh, an activity first or come in the front of the class to show their project first sometimes because let's not let's not act like racism doesn't occur in the classroom with certain teachers because it does it's either your child is never picked with their hand up all the time um never seen never acknowledged or they're always acknowledged first and picked on because of what they look like it's 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 a passive aggressive way in the classroom. And I'm not going to say it's just it just happens with quote unquote white teachers or a teacher from the Middle East or a teacher. This is the place where black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. From the South or a teacher that's Canadian. It can happen with a teacher that looks just like them. Sometimes teachers are not going to pick you because of what you look like. And that's a reality. And that's a conversation that you're going to have to have with your kids. So teaching your brown kids that you should never beg to be someone's friend is very important. Be okay with not being the one or not being uh, the one that gets to go sometimes. Be where people appreciate you. Love who loves you back. Not being picked to blend in with other people is okay. Because who wants to blend in anyway? You know what I'm saying? Being comfortable being truly yourself is what's important. So you have to teach your kids that. Talk nine. The never being enough talk. I think the saddest talk of it all is definitely no matter what you do for your kids, they probably will never be worth it to a lot of people because of their skin. 
inherently society sees blackness as wrong and only good enough if they can make money off of it. And that is the reality for many of us. Now, I'm not saying tell them that's the only way people will see them, but that's a major way society will see them. Talk 10. You ain't really black talk. Now, this is the most annoying one of them all because it's kind of like society beats you up for beating the odds and being better. You can't be black if you're being better, right? And so in the United States, our children who are dark brown are not considered black enough if they excel academically. Don't listen to rap music with at least five N-words in it or three B-words in it. You can't be black, okay? If your child is quote-unquote black and speaks proper English, they are not black enough. The American vernacular isn't pro-black because it was used in the past as a reason for punishment to be knowledgeable about. If you knew how to read, that was a crime as a black person. If you knew how to speak properly, white people thought you were being rude, right? So when someone says, I'm is talking right, will always be seen as more black over saying it in the correct way. And that's just how society looks at it, okay? The idea of quote-unquote color people not being intelligent than whites or Asians is real. That mindset is real. Teach your kids the truth. Be honest about their treatment that possibly may come from society so they could be better equipped to deal with society. I'm not saying all of these talks will be your children's experiences, but it's better to educate your children on what they may possibly experience outside of your household than to not prepare them. Thank you guys for listening to Cozy Woman Podcast. My name is Shan. Um, This was an important one. I know... Black History Month, quote unquote, is coming to an end. But that does not mean that after February has passed or before February comes again, that we're not dealing with this every day. Bye. Bye.